0: Hello, welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you figure out what's really going on in your relationship, if you can call it that, to help get you out and on the road to recovery. Today I'm going to talk to you about when your abuser is changing and you notice some changes in them and you're 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 staying and you're thinking, you know what? They have made some changes, things are a little bit better, but it's not good enough. I still feel yucky, something's not right here. I don't feel loved, I don't feel safe, so on and so forth. I'm gonna give you an analogy because I love analogies. I mentioned that last week, it's one of my favorite ways to sort of describe things to clients, like I said last week. Um, and um, hopefully that helps you sort of wrap your mind around what what to do, what to do when that happens, because it can be very confusing. Before I begin, I'm going to do struggles and successes, which again is weird because I just filmed last week's episode before this. Um I guess a uh, struggle is that I, this is like super minor. So usually when I come home, my sister, the, they have a third vehicle, so they let me borrow a car and they um haven't had a vehicle available, all their cars are old. So they keep having problems and stuff like that. And so I've been home for visiting my family for a while and I can't go see my grandparents. And so I know like, sometimes my struggles are serious. And sometimes I was like, wow, like, my grandparents are 91, 90 and 89. And I just got a phone with my grandma. I told her for like an hour and I'm like, I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to come see you. Cause everyone, like my sisters and my nieces and nephews and stuff, like they have to come pick me up. And you know, we've done this before. Usually it's fine. Um, it is nice when I have a car cause like we can just go see my grandparents or go to my sister's house and nobody has to come pick us up. Um, but it, you know, the success is that I really have enjoyed one, not spending money on gas and two, just being calm and relaxed and not feeling like I need to go anywhere. And, you know, being able to walk, like my son and I will walk to the coffee shop or we'll walk to a little shop in town or to the library and just just existing. I really like being able to slow down and we have definitely done that. Um, It's, I come home every summer for a little bit to be with my family because I don't get to see them very often. And I have a lot of nieces and nephews. And like I said, my grandparents are getting up there in age. So, um, you know, part of why we come home is to slow down. And I personally think like if I could live somewhere where I didn't have to have a car and I could just come down from my flat in Spain, by the way, that's where it would be, and just like walk to the grocery store and get what I need for the day or two and come back home and then like walk to the beach and then walk to like my son's school program or whatever he's in. That would be a dream, but that's not the reality for most Americans unless you live in a really busy um city. So, yeah, so that's a success as well is that like we've been able to slow down to like I really want to go see my grandparents, hopefully – Here in the next couple days, I'll have either a ride or a car or something, and I can get over to see them. Because it's one of those things where, like, you feel so bad when you live far away from your family that you can't be there, like, when people are sick or people are in the hospital or whatever. Or just to, like, enjoy them. Because everyone's growing. Everyone's getting older. And now I'm here. Like, they're eight miles away. It's, like, so close, but it's too far to walk there. So, hopefully soon. Anyway, um... So this was the analogy that I can came up with recently. When, when your abuser has changed, right? Because we've all been there, where we break up and we get back together. Usually, there's several breaks, up breakups before, uh, before we can get out. It's funny. Anytime a client's like, "Well, the first time we broke up," I'm like, "I know, I know what you're talking about." Um, or, you know, we come to our abuser with issues and we come to them and they're not changing and they're blaming you for everything and they're projecting and they're stonewalling and they're doing all the abuse tactics that we've all experienced. And all of a sudden, maybe you were about to break up. Maybe you did break up. Um, something changed to where they're, maybe they're going to therapy or at least pretending to go to therapy or, um, maybe they are. All of a sudden not doing a couple of the things that they were doing to harm you or they're being just a little bit nicer you notice that maybe they're reaching out for more intimacy which wasn't happening before maybe they are sitting down with you after the kids go to bed and watching tv and like snuggling you or something that they never did before they complained about before like there's one or two things you're maybe the, maybe you are fighting a little bit less and you're like well For me, this is going to sound so stupid. It's borderline embarrassing. Like I said this a couple episodes ago, if I didn't understand everything, the way victims and survivors experience abuse, the way abusers work, all of that, I would be so embarrassed of this. But one of the things that I thought was, well, they haven't physically abused me in several months, so things must be getting better. Like the bar is on the floor here, people. But that's how it goes. It's not our fault. This is... This is how abuse works. This is how childhood emotional abuse and neglect, all that stuff sets us up for the bar to be on the floor. So they change. They've done better. They're not physically abusing you anymore. Like, oh my goodness, they're still horrible, but at least you haven't experienced X, Y, Z. I'm not going to say because I do not trigger anybody. Um, and so you're sitting here and you're kind of stuck because you're like, well, I kind of still want to leave, but things are getting better. What if they get really better? Or I kind of want to leave, but now I feel like an A-hole if I leave because, like, they're not really doing anything that bad. Like, are other people going to judge me if I leave right now? Um, am I going to look like the bad guy? Which doesn't matter if you look like the bad guy. That's a, that's a story for another day. That is is something that we really do have to be able to accept at a certain point because we are going to be the villain in their story. But it's really hard and yucky at the time when you're just so confused and don't know what you're going to do next. So anyway... The thing that I thought of in this scenario was you live in a house and it's been going downhill and something happens and now it's condemned. The house is condemned. It is no longer viable. You need to move out. The city comes and They're like, dude, you got to get out of here. This is not safe. Like we cannot let you live here anymore. And you're like, well, I'll paint the door. So now you have a beautiful door and the house is still condemned, right? And then you maybe you like put up a really nice fence. And you're like, well, there's a really nice fence outside. The house is still condemned. Maybe you get new curtains for the house. The house is still condemned. A couple of nice things are happening. The house is still condemned. The relationship is still abusive. The relationship is still not safe. The relationship is still not viable. It's not going to get fixed. It's not going to get better. Yes, there are people who, you know... It's an otherwise healthy relationship and you go through a hard time. One person's really struggling. Maybe they've had like a mental health, like a trauma breakthrough where they're like, oh, I never realized that this happened to me when I was a kid and I just had a, you know, a breakthrough in therapy and I just realized I need to work through this. And now all of a sudden they're grouchy and they're, you know, whatever that looks like. Maybe they're not as kind as they used to be. Like those relationships can get better because that person is aware they're doing the work. You know, it's just a hard time. Everyone, especially if you start dating when you're really young, everyone's going to discover things about themselves. Everything, everyone's, everyone. I feel we all should be growing and changing over time. Like when someone says you've changed, I don't want to be the person I was when I was 18. Okay, I really do not. I don't want to be the person I was when I was 20. That's a couple years apart. When I was 28, I don't want to be the person I was when I was 32, 33. I was with my abuser then. I want to be the person I am now. I want to be growing. I want to be changing. So, yes. If it's an otherwise healthy relationship, it's the same thing as like, I don't know, like my mom's, there's the wallpaper. We took the wallpaper off a couple years ago because the wallpaper across from me was too old. It was starting to peel, so we just took it off. Right now, the wall in front of me, I won't show you because my mom would not like that. Um, There's nothing there. The wall is just like white and like, you can tell it needs to be, you know, whatever. That's okay the house is still good. The house is still viable. That could be worked on. Maybe the floors could be, I don't know. I don't want to point stuff out my mom's house because she'll be like self-conscious. I don't know. Maybe the deck outside needs, um, I can't think of the word, protected. I can't think of the word. Like, oh, the deck is, all right, let's re-finish it, whatever. I can't think of the word. You know what I'm talking about. You're probably saying it if you're listening to it right now. Like, there's little things that our homes always need like fix her up or is the same in a healthy relationship okay here's the thing we're just gonna work through this together we're gonna communicate we're gonna honor each other's humanness each other's vulnerabilities know that nobody here is perfect and we're gonna' to we're gonna get through that We're gonna paint that wall and the house is fine right with the condemned house slash the abusive relationship, no matter what you do, no matter how pretty you try to you know make some certain updates in the house, The thing's still probably going to fall on you at some point. You're going to fall through the floor. With the abusive relationship, you go to therapy. It's still an abusive relationship. You go to, you know, the abuser stops physically abusing you, which thank goodness for that. They're still emotionally abusing you. They're still financially abusing you. They're still doing all the things. They're still harming you. They're still driving you into the ground. They're still turning you into a shell of a human being. So... I think that's a really vivid, like visceral, real comparison, because I know that nobody listening to this is like, no, I still want to live in the condemned house. It's one thing to be like, no, I like a fixer-upper, but can you still live in the house? Are you still safe in the house? Cool. Go for it. But if it's a danger to your health, it's a danger to your person, you're not going to want to live in a condemned house. So Why are we staying in condemned relationships? And I'm saying that from a loving place because I did it too. So that's not a victim shaming thing, but hopefully a breakthrough aha moment for us. Because like I said, when we're in it, we're still spinning our wheels. We're still trauma bonded. We've got that cognitive dissonance where our brain is like, this is okay. This is not okay. And they're just constantly these two ideas jamming together in our brains and our brain's like, I can't do that. I can't have these two opposing views and be okay. So it's just brain fog, right? So that's not, why are we staying in these relationships? Dumb, dumb. It's like, we don't do that here, but this hopefully is a moment that we can all be like, "Mm -hmm." no, the relationship is a, is a condemned house. It is a, it's probably full of ghosts and I'm not trying to walk into that old haunted mansion that you see on like Halloween movies and stuff like just don't go near it right so all that to say I know that if you're listening and you're still in if you're out I hope that that was like still something interesting for you to listen to and be like oh yeah mm -hmm, good one maybe you can use it to help someone else who comes along you can use that analogy um but if you're still in it obviously I don't expect you to leave tomorrow but like I said everything I share I hope it's another tool in your tool belt for you to be like, yeah, no validation, take it as validation. That's, this is not okay. It's not good enough. If you're thinking this still isn't good enough, it's not because you're demanding. It's not because you're too sensitive or you, your expectations are too high. No, your expectations are literally on the floor, maybe lower. Sometimes they're in heck, like that's bad. It's not you it's that there's still something wrong and your intuition is is fighting against your brain that's like, no, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Your intuition's like, look, honey, I'm getting sick. We need to get out of here. And if your intuition is still telling you something, even though that person has made a couple changes, even though they're not as bad as it was a couple weeks or a couple months ago, maybe a couple days ago sometimes, because at least I think when you're in an abusive relationship, time is kind of like warped like some things feel longer like I think that the abuse periods they are long it's forever because the abuse never really stops but it feels like it goes on forever and it's crazy making and then the calm periods quote-unquote feel very short and I think the longer this is my experience the longer you're in it for me the calm periods they were so short and at the end when it would go back to the abuse, I was immediately crashing. Like I didn't have any more tolerance for it at the end. The second that some kind of abuse tactic would come at me, I was having like breakdowns because I was so, you know, it goes on over and over and over again, these cycles, and it's so crazy making. I'm kind of on a tangent here. Um, But yes, let's get you starting to, if you're not already work on trying to figure out how to get out. It's not easy to get out, but you can do it. Um, I'm here to help you come up with solutions. I am here to help you you know, figure out plan A, B, C, and D, whatever we need to do to try to get you out, that is what I'm here for. I can't come to your house and help you pack. I can't file a restraining order for that person. I can't pick that person up and move them to a deserted island somewhere to get them away from you. Um, but I can help you work towards getting out of these situations. Um, something that I very passionate about and can be very emotional about when people are making those moves. So yeah. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. It is time for me to go to bed. I need to get some sleep before, um, all the time passes and then my kid wakes up and I haven't had enough sleep. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I really, like you said, I really like analogies and I am excited to share them with you. I I hope that that imagery helps, you know, you call that to mind when you're having those feelings. So, um, like I said, I am a certified trauma recovery coach. I am, um, available. I have more availability than I have the past couple of months. So please, if you're like ready or almost ready and you just want to like put it on your radar, go to thelindsaygoodman.com and click on the coaching tab or Uh, Go straight to Calendly.com slash Lindsay Goodman and book a session with me. Um, If you just want to try it out, you book that 30 or 60 minute session and kind of get a feel for how I'm going to work with you, how you feel working with me and, you know, and then dive in from there or whatever it is you need. No pressure. Um, This is your journey. I am just here to assist when you're ready. Um, Yeah. If you like this podcast, if this is something that has brought you healing or validation or education or whatever that is, please rate, review. That'd be amazing. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. Um, and other than that, please do something nice for yourself today and go drink some water. I'll be back next week with more.